you, Jesus. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now. Come on, are you thankful for all that he has done? Amen. Are you thankful for what he's done? Now I want to know, are you thankful for what he's doing? Are you thankful for what he's doing right here and right now? Now I want to take it a step further. Are you thankful for what he is still going to do? Amen. God is not finished yet. Amen. And we get to rejoice and praise him because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. If he did it, he can do it, and he will do it. Amen. I'm thankful that that's the God that we live and serve tonight. Amen. It's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Always great to be with God's people. Amen. If you would, turn with me in your Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, and then Deuteronomy chapter 8. Amen. Again, we give honor to Brother Duane and Sister Bobby Sue. And immediately following service, we're going to slip over to the gym. Amen. All of you are aware. They were not aware. But we're going to take a little bit of time after service to pour our love and appreciation out on them that's so well deserved. Amen. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Deuteronomy chapter 8, begin reading at verse 1, says, All the commandments which I command thee this day shall ye observe to do, that ye may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord sware unto your fathers. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness. To humble thee and to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Thy raiment waxed not old upon thee, neither did thy foot swell these forty years. Thou shalt also consider in thy heart that as man chasteneth his son, so the Lord thy God chasteneth thee. Therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in His ways and to fear Him. Tonight, for just a little while, I want to preach to you on this subject. To everything, there is a reason. To everything, there is a reason. Father, we love you tonight. We thank you for your presence that has been in this place all day. We thank you for what you are doing, God. I pray tonight, God, that we remember all the way that you have kept us. God, that you would remind us of your faithfulness. God, that you would show us again that everything that you do... Oh, Lord, is good and true and faithful. God, minister in this place tonight, God, the way that you desire. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight. To everything, there is a reason. I know there are some things that have happened in your life that you probably looked at and thought, well, that was not very significant. That really did not matter that much in my life. It was a Tuesday that just went by that nothing good happened, but nothing bad happened. But there is a reason 
that the rain falls. And there is a reason for the sun to shine. The scripture said, seed to the sower is what brings produce for you to eat the bread. Each of the gears that you see on the image before us serve a purpose. One begins turning and that one turns another one. And that one will turn another one and perhaps two or three will begin turning. All because one started the process. Every one of them is there for a reason. And I want to echo that tonight when I look across this congregation and tell you that you are here for a reason. The reason that God has kept you all of this way. The reason God brought you from where he brought you from is for a reason. You're not an accident sitting on the pew tonight. You're not just here by some random act and happenstance. And and you may have made the decision to show up, but God knew that you would be here tonight. And God has ordained purpose for you and for this night. There are things that we go through in life that really do not make a lot of sense to us. We've all had the questions of why we go through what we go through. Why did we have to lose that loved one? Why did we have to see this hurt? Why did we have to see this defeat? Why this season? And why now? Our children come with the questions, why all of the time? Why? And then you give a response. And your response, then you have another, well, why? And then you respond again, and then there's another why. And we, we laugh about that because it's comical because we know it's true. But I wonder how many times with us where God has told us something or not told us something. And in our prayers, we're saying, but God, why? And God said, because there's a reason. But why is there a reason? Well, because I'm trying to hold you for something. I'm trying to prepare a place for, but why are you doing, why are you holding me all of this time? God, why why is it 40 years in the wilderness and not 30? Why is it this way and not that way? And, And the questions come from our spirit of why this and why that. Trying to understand, they're trying to process the purpose. They need to know the principle. Help me to discover the reasons why. Help me discover, oh God, the why in my own life. Not so that I can skip the process. Not so that I can remove myself from the womb that you have put me in. And you're preparing me for a place and doing something in me that I don't understand yet. But God, help me. Help me to stay in that place long enough, God, so that when I come out and I'm ready to face this world, that everything I need has been placed in me. And that I can serve you to the fullest. God, I don't want to come out of this prematurely. God, I don't want to enter into a new place walking feeble and walking with my head hung low. But help me to understand the reason that I go through the things I go through and I face the mountains that I face is for a reason. I just want to walk with you, God. I want to know your ways. I want to know your voice and follow after you. The children of Israel find themselves in that in-between place. The place between promise and fulfillment. And we know that being in that in-between place is hard. And now they get to the place where it's finally happening. And they have been wandering now 40 years and God said, I want you to remember. I want you to remember that in those 40 years, it was not 40 years of waste. 
I want you to understand that that wilderness time was not me just pulling a carrot along for you to follow and chase after like you were going nowhere. But there was purpose. I was doing something in your heart. I was doing something in your character and in your mind. I was trying to prepare you and your children for that place. It was not 40 years of trials and death and destruction. As Brother Dean said last year at Louisiana camp meeting, there is no Hebrew word for coincidence. There's no aimless direction that God just says, well, it really doesn't matter. No, there is a way for you to go. There is a direction for you to follow after. There is a God in heaven who calls out to you and saying, I have a season and I have a reason. I have a purpose for your life. And if you would trust me and obey and follow my voice, we're going to get somewhere. What you have been through has been for a purpose. He said, I want you to remember how I led you all this way. Don't just rejoice now that you've made it. Remember how you made it. Remember where I brought you from. Remember the pit I dug you out of. Remember the miry clay you used to be. Yeah, I love rejoicing that we've made it. But I love looking back and seeing where God brought us from. And be able to rejoice and say, God, thank you that you brought me a mighty, mighty long way. Thank you that you delivered me from this army. Thank you, God, that you delivered me from this trial. Thank you, God. God, for every victory that you have given. That's why the writer said, thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in his name. Oh Lord, don't just rejoice that you've made it. Remember how you made it. I wanted to walk with you through these things so that I would know what was in thine heart. I wanted to see your character I wanted to see how you would respond to the hardships of life. Like Job, I wanted to put the pressure on a little bit and see how you respond to the unfairness of life and to the struggles that you face. God was saying, there are some things that I take you through. And it's for a reason. Right now, I don't see that. Right now, I don't understand But the day will come in time where when you look back, it will all make sense. Or when you look forward, it will all make sense. And you will say, thank you, God, that you sit high on a throne in heaven. And you look down on the earth where we walk every day. And you see what is before me. And you see what is behind me. And that you know what's best for me. One door closes and in the moment it felt like the end. But it was just God's way of showing you He had another door for your life. In this wilderness season, it seemed like you had been cut off. He suffered you to hunger, but even that was not an accident. He said, I want them to understand that man shall not live by bread alone. Man's only answer is not in what man can do. Man's only miracle is not just what the doctors can do. But I want to show them that I am still God. And that I can make a way. And that I can provide something out of absolutely nothing. And I can speak and make it happen in a moment he said I wanted them to understand this there are ways I can go about things that that you don't understand and your father doesn't understand but somehow some way I make it happen I bring manna and I bring provision I put you through trials and struggles because I want to show you some things Proverbs 17 and 3 says The fining pot is for silver. The furnace is for gold. But it's the Lord that tries the heart. 
Just like the finding pot for the silver, so is God for my heart. There's a reason that He's Lord over my life. There's a reason that He reigns and I don't. There's a reason that He's God and I'm not. There's a reason we're here and not somewhere else. There's a reason that your babies are with you tonight. There's a reason that you've got friends with you tonight. There's a reason that we are in the house of the Lord tonight. God is not naive and He's not sitting back and caught off guard by where we are and what we are facing. And we know all of those things. But can we be real tonight and consider that maybe God is trying to work something out in our life. That in this, God is going to show Himself strong. There are testimonies that are here tonight sitting in pews that you are only here by the grace and by the almighty power of a miracle working God. And you say, I don't know why I went through what I went through, but I'm here tonight, a living testimony of the hand of God. I was far away. I had gone astray, but God pulled me in and brought me back into the fold. I was broken. I was addicted. I was lost. I was hurting, but God, God made a way. In my weakness, it's when he can show himself strong. In my hunger, he can send manna. In my thirst, he can split the rock and bring water for me to drink. In my lack, he can cause my shoes to not fail and my clothes to not fail. And better than that, my feet won't even get swollen from wandering 40 years. God said, there's a reason. I'm wanting to show you I am your provision. I am everything that you need. I am the shoes on your feet I am the clothes on your back I am the water that you drink I am the bread that you eat I am your way maker I am your God John chapter 11 Jesus said our friend Lazarus is dead and he said I'm so sorry. My heart hurts today because I I know what we're all facing in this mountain. That's what we say. That's what we text our friends and our loved ones when they lose somebody. But he said, our friend Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sake that I was not there. But God, how can that be? Why, why would you say that? Why would you say, how could you even look at us in the face and say that? I know who you are. You are love. You are kind. You are merciful. And he's also in the back of his mind also saying, but I am also the resurrection. I am also the life. I am also the God of all gods, the King of all kings and Lord of all lords. And I see something you don't see yet. I know what's about to happen. And so even in adversity, even in a storm, even in a struggle, God can sit back and say, I'm glad. I'm glad you're going through trouble. I'm glad you don't understand. I'm glad you don't get it yet because that means I get to show you what I'm talking about. If you comprehended it all, he wouldn't need to do it. But when you don't understand and he steps up to the scene and says, now let me show you what I'm talking about. There's a reason our friend is dead. There's a reason I waited. There's a reason I didn't respond the moment you wanted me to respond. That's so hard when God doesn't answer. Let's see what happens. Mary comes to him and says, Lord, 
if you would have been here, if you would have answered when I called, if you would have responded when I prayed, if you would have stepped on the scene right when I asked you to step on the scene, this would not have happened. My brother would not have died. And the Bible says Jesus sees her weeping. And he doesn't just go on and do his thing. Read it. He says, and he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. Something caught him in his spirit and he began to groan in his spirit. And the Jew standing by said, well, he could open blinded eyes. He could open the blinded eyes. He could have caused this man to not die. What kind of man is this? What kind of God and healer is this? And again, the Bible says Jesus groans in himself and comes to the grave. There was purpose in his waiting. There was a reason for his waiting. He wanted the disciples to believe. He wanted Mary and Martha and Lazarus to believe. But verse 45 said, Then many of the Jews that had seen it all believed on him. Had they done it earlier, it would have just been Mary and Martha in the house. Had it been a private ceremony, three or four people would have been touched. But God said, no, I want the crowd there. I want everybody there. I want them all to see it. I want them all to know what I'm capable of. I want them to know who I am and what I can do. There's a reason that he says yes. And there's a reason that he says no. There's a reason that God says now. And there's a reason that God says wait. There's a reason that he will. And there's a reason that he won't. There's a reason that he gives. And there's a reason that he takes away. There's a reason that sometimes you hear Him. And there's a reason that sometimes you do not. There's a reason sometimes you come in and it feels like fire. And there's a reason sometimes you come in and you feel cold. There's a reason sometimes you feel like you're on the mountain. And there's a reason that sometimes you're in the valley. It's not accident. It's not coincidence. It's not carelessness. It's not a domineering, controlling, God. It is wisdom. It is understanding. And it is love. It is a God that says, I know too much about this situation to let you walk into it right now. Or better yet, I know too much about this situation to keep you from it. Because I know what's about to happen. I know what God wants to do. And in every season that we have, we've got to understand that there's a reason. There's a reason that we go through what we go through. There's a reason why God does it. He sees it all. He holds it all together in his hands. Our God still has the whole world in his hands. This is not people we are talking about. Sometimes with people, the reasons are not good enough. They're not reasons. They are excuses and they justify their actions or lack thereof because their goal is self-preservation. But with God, you can believe there is a reason. He's not denying you just to deny you. He's not saying no just to disappoint you. He's not forcing you through doors and dragging you to the altar. With God, there is a reason. Romans 8 and 28, a verse we all can quote. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. The very reason they are called for a purpose. 
They are called for a reason. And we've got to understand that all of this somehow, some way is going to all come together for good to them that love Him. Jeremiah 29, 11, again, a very familiar passage. For I know the thoughts that I have think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. 2 Timothy 1 and 9, who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace. Job said, He knows the way that I take. There is a time and a season, but there is also a purpose and a reason. The reason was, is, and will be to fulfill prophecy, to fulfill promises, and to fulfill purposes. And God said, I still want to work it out in your life. If I said it, you just keep believing it. If I gave you that word, you keep declaring that word. It may not happen today. It may not happen tomorrow. But if I declared it, you can hold it. You can sleep on it. You can rest on it. You can lean on it. You can rely on it. On that word. God does not do anything by accident. There's a reason he went to the woman at the well. There's a reason he went to the country of the Gadarenes. And it was for one soul. There is a reason that Paul was in prison. For in Philippians 1 in the NLT he said. And I want you to know my dear brothers and sisters. That everything that has happened to me, all of this stuff that I have endured and I've gone through, all of this has been here and it has helped to spread the good news for everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ and because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. So even my chains, even my prison, even my circumstance is serving a purpose because everybody around knows who I am. And because they know who I am, they know who he is because I tell about him everywhere that I go you better pray you don't get linked up with me because I'm going to convert you you better make sure you stay away from me because I'm contagious and I've got a hold of something that if you're not careful it just might get a hold of you there's a reason I'm here there's a reason I'm enduring this there's a reason I've gone through this struggle And you might be that reason. Paul and Silas, we heard about it this morning from Brother Peden. Paul and Silas were in prison for stirring up trouble in the city by preaching and baptizing a woman in Jesus' name and delivering a possessed woman. But they were in prison because there was a jailer there and a family of that jailer who needed salvation. They were put there for a reason. But the reason they were really there, the reason that God had orchestrated, oh, you're causing trouble, you're doing that, but I've got a reason for you to be in this place. Because there's a jailer there and a family that he's connected to that they need me. They need the hand of God. And I've been trying to think of a way to get you in there and I'm just going to throw you in prison. I'm just going to chain you up. You might have to be beaten. You might have to be enduring some things. But when you get out, God is going to work a miracle. Everybody's chains are going to fall. Every door's going 
going to open and before the night is up, somebody's going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Before the night is up, somebody is going to be baptized in Jesus' name. Thank you for my chains. Thank you for my beating. Thank you for the bonds. Thank you for the prison. Thank you for the enduring things that I've had to face because it's for a reason. Joseph was in pit by his brother's hands, but he was in a pit because God had a reason. Your purpose is not to be a problem. Your purpose is not to be a problem. To whip someone else into shape so they can enter their purpose. Your reason for being a problem isn't a good reason. And watch this. We make the enemy the one that God turns it all around. But the Bible said it was his brothers. It was family that had thought evil against him. It was those that he had grown up with. Those that he was close to. He said, but God meant it unto good. You had your reasons, but God had his. And your reasons weren't any good reasons. But when I understood God's reasons, when I got a glimpse of where he was taking me, when I dreamed that dream and I saw what God wanted to do in my life, then I could endure some hellish things. I could endure the pit. I could endure the prison because I got a glimpse of the reason I was in the pit. I got a glimpse of the reason I was in the prison. One day it will all make sense why we went through all of this. It won't be because of something you did or did not do. And it won't always be because of something your mom did or your dad did. In Mark 9 it says his disciples asked him of a blind man saying, Master, who did sin? This man or his parents that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, here's the reason, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. He was born blind because I wanted to do something in his life. He was going through this struggle because I wanted to do something in his life. You are enduring some things right now because God wants to do something in your life. If you're asking, is there a reason for this? Is there a reason for my mountain? Is there a reason for my struggle? Hear me tonight when I say yes, there is a reason. And God said, I want to do a work in him. Well, it's not how we imagine It's not what we think, but it is for divine purpose. At this point, we understand there are seasons, but don't forget that there are reasons. The season for planting may be now, but the reason is that there can be a harvest in the next season. There are things taking place right here and right now that may not be for right here and right now. There have been words that God has spoken in my life, and I'm sure yours as well, that when somebody gave you that word, you took it as a piece of the puzzle and you tried to place it, but it really didn't fit yet. But give it a little bit of time, and everything else in your life begins to take place, and other pieces of the puzzle begin to lay down. But then all of a sudden you see that that word that you received years ago, now in the season that you are in, you pull that word out and say, I'm glad I held on to that word because that word was for now. That word was for this season and this moment. You don't always need a generator. You don't always need a generator. But it's so good to have one when you really need it. You may not need that word tonight. 
You may not need the word we heard last Sunday, last Sunday, but couple weeks from now or months from now and you're in that struggle and you're in that trial you can pull out that word and say oh I'm so glad I've got this I'm so glad now that I have something to connect to and something they can speak to me and give me energy now and strength now and provision now don't ever discredit a word Don't ever discredit a seed sown and don't ever think that your prayers are not heard by God for it was God that told Daniel, I heard your prayer the first time that you prayed. If God answers, there's a reason. But if God doesn't answer, there's a reason. And here's the thing. I have got to be okay with not knowing all of the reasons. And that is hard. That is hard when we're the kid that's asking why. Why is it this way? Why are we going through this? Why is it this struggle? Walking by faith is not for the faint of heart. Walking by faith is not for the feeble. But would I really need faith if I knew all of the reasons? If God explained every part of it to you right here and right now, why would you need faith? Jesus said to Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. But blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Would I really need to learn to lean and trust in God if I had all of the plans and answers ahead of time? God knows, but He's not telling for a reason. There's a reason you're facing the mountain. There's a reason your family's been put through it. There's a reason it's been a struggle. There's a reason that some leave. There's a reason that some stay. There's a reason some live. And there's a reason some die. There's a reason some are healed. And there's a reason some are not. There are things that God is trying to pull away but we cling on to and things that we're letting go of that God says, I wish you'd hold on to. There are things that are uncomfortable but it is for a reason. Again, I'm not talking about man. I'm not talking about with people. I'm talking about with a God who sees it all and understands it all. It's easy to talk but what about when life gets really hard? It's easy when you're behind the pulpit and you're supposed to have all the right things to say and you've got the mic and everybody else is listening and you've got to talk these things. But you know that when you've got to live it, it's a whole different ball game. That when you're really going through life, you're sitting there saying, I I don't see the reason. I don't understand. I, I can't comprehend it. And again, His Word says that His ways are higher than our ways and His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. But we've all been to that place where we've been disappointed and lied to and hurt and you're sitting there in this moment and saying, God, is it even possible that you're in this? Is it even possible that you're aware of where I'm at and what I'm going through? Surely there's not a reason that I'm going through this that's got your name on it. Surely you wouldn't put me through this storm. Surely you wouldn't be in on all of this. But may we not forget when Satan came and God was having this conversation, it was God who said, Hast thou considered my servant Job? It was God who said, I am in fact in this. I am in fact involved in this struggle. I am involved in this storm, whether you realize it or not. But it's for a reason, Job. It's for a purpose. You can be in the presence of God and yet you can still feel forgotten. Some of you in this place tonight, you are in the very presence of God and yet you still feel forgotten. And you're sitting there thinking, how can that even be possible? 
How can God be here? And I still feel forgotten. Mark chapter 4. And there arose a great storm of wind. And the waves beat into the ship. So that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship. Asleep. On a pillow. Do you know what I'm going through right now? Do you see and hear and feel the way that we feel right now? And I want you to watch their heart as they cry out to him when they wake him up. Master, carest thou not that we perish? Do you even care that I am in this storm and in this struggle and in this season? And God is sitting there and he stands up and he says, peace, be still. And there was a great calm and he looks to them and he says, why do you have little faith? Why do you not get it? Why do you not understand who I am and what I am capable of? Time and time again, I've shown you, I've worked miracle after miracle and you're not getting it. But I want you to know that the storm you are in is for a reason and And God is right there with you. And God in a moment can speak peace. And God in a moment can calm it all. But don't jump ship because there is a reason. You can be in the presence of God and still doubt the power of God. Because you haven't got a hold of the purpose of God. You can be in the presence of God. And still doubt the power of God because you haven't gotten a hold of the purpose of God. John, 1 John 3 and 8 says, He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. But even with all the knowledge that we have, we don't always really understand the purpose. Matthew 26 and 8, a woman comes in with her box of alabaster and she comes and she breaks it and she empties it out before God and she begins pouring all of it out. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation saying, to what purpose is this waste? What is the reason this woman is in here wasting this precious ointment? To what purpose is this? She may have just been giving it because it's what she felt to give. Maybe she did give it because it was from her profession and she knew she wasn't going back to it anymore. But when you do something for God, maybe you don't even understand why you do it. Maybe you get out and you dance and you shout and you lift your hands or you begin to pray and you don't really grasp all the reasons of why you're really doing what you're doing. But the Bible says He understood it. He realized the purpose. He realized the reason and it said for Him that she hath poured this ointment on my body. That's what she had done. But the why, the purpose, the reason she did it, he said, was for my burial. There is a reason for everything. Even when you come to God and you begin to pour it out and you begin to talk to Him and you, you're here tonight and you're, I really don't know why I'm here. I don't know why I just, I just show up because it's what I do. It's what I've always done. But God understands it. God is looking and He says, I know why they are here. I know why they were worshiping the way that they were worshiping. I know the reason that I brought them into this place tonight and it's because 
because I'm not done working in their life. If there is still breath in their body, then I'm not done. If they're still here, then I still want to work. If they're still hurting, then I still want to heal. If they're still in this place bound, then I want them to leave free tonight. There is a reason in every part of your life, whether you realize it or not, but I would pray tonight that you would open your eyes to the reasons of God. Not that you could abort the process, but that you could hold on a little longer. That you could worship five minutes more. That you could endure just a moment longer because you see the reason. Let's stand tonight. There's a reason. Acts 2.38 is our anthem. There is a reason we teach it to our kids early on. There's a reason we tell them, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. There's a reason we repent. There's a reason that I am baptized in Jesus' name. There's a reason that we want people to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. It's not so we can mark it in our book and send it to headquarters and say, look at the number that we had. No, there's a reason because there is salvation that is on the line eternity lies in the balance and there is a reason we preach the way that we preach there's a reason why we say sin is a sin there is a reason that we pursue holiness and righteousness and godliness there's a reason that I don't live a certain way and there's a reason I do live a certain way there's a reason I keep showing up there's a reason that I shout there's a reason that I run there's a reason that I pray there's a reason that I clap my hands there's a reason that I lift my voice there's a reason that I don't quit there's a reason that I'm persistent and I fight if I run, no I'm running from a past that's been redeemed If I shout, no, I'm shouting from a heart that's been washed clean. I sing, not because I think I can sing, but as the old song said, I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. There's a reason why we do what we do. There's a reason that when God shows up and God begins to move down the aisle that we can't help but lift our hands and we can't help but shout and we can't help but cry out to Him. But some of us, we've been born and raised in this. We've lived this our whole life and and we think we've got a hold of all the reasonings of God. I wish to God that we would show up one of these days and we we have divine interruptions. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about when we come in and everything in our mind gets completely turned upside down and we don't know which way is right and which way is left and it would be like the Bible says when the glory would fill it that the ministers were not even able to minister they can't even play they can't even sing we can't even talk we're trying to speak in English but it just keeps coming out in another language and we're sitting here trying to reason it all together and God saying no 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 I know the reason I know the reason I know why you're here I know why you're going through what you're going through and I've come to tell somebody tonight I'm with you in your storm I'm with you in your struggle and I open the altars tonight for everybody that has found themselves whether you're coming in or whether you're on your way out of the trouble there was a reason there's a reason tonight and somebody needs to come and lift their hands and say I trust you God I trust you God I take my hands off of it Lord I don't have to know why 
I don't have to know all the details. God, I just want to have authentic faith again. I want to be like Abraham and step out on a word. Oh, and just begin to walk by faith and not by sight. And to realize all these years, all these years, 40 years of wandering, that it was for a purpose, that you were doing something in my life, that you were working in my family. Some of you have had health issue after health issue, crisis after crisis, and you're praying, oh God, what have I done? What is going on? Because I want to get it. I want to learn this lesson so I don't have to endure it anymore. You know, I, I've had a few moments with my children when I'm telling them something and they're, okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. Just so that we'll stop telling them what we're telling them. Just so we'll be quiet. Y'all don't look at them. But they sit there. I got it. I got it. Okay, 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 okay. But you really didn't get it. Because we had this conversation the other day. We had this conversation a few months ago. And you're really not getting it. And I wonder how many times with God, we're saying, God, remove this thorn from me. Take this away from me, God. Take me out of this struggle. Take me out of this problem. God, I I want this to be over. I get it, I get it, I get it. And God's saying, no, I really want you to get it. There's a reason. There is a reason I haven't done it yet. Or there's a reason I did it this quickly. There is a reason that you're facing what you're facing tonight. There is a reason you have felt the hurt that you have felt. There is a reason that you're in the storm of your life. There's a reason tonight. It's not accident. It's not coincident. But tonight, I wonder how many would lift their hands in this house and say, God, I really want to get it, God. I really want to get it, God. I don't want to miss your word. I don't want to miss what you're trying to do and brush it off, God. There's a reason There's a reason I'm here at Greater Life Church tonight. There's a reason I'm in this struggle. There's a reason I'm in the fire. There's a reason, oh God, that I've gone through this, Lord. Oh, maybe it's to prove me. Maybe it's so you can show yourself strong. Maybe it's so that you can raise a Lazarus, oh God. Come on, get a hold of the purpose of God. Get a hold of the reason of God. Come on, 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 come on,